Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the Hen House. Yay! I'm Lynn. And I'm Jeanette. And we are so glad to be here. Glad you're there in your chair or your couch, whatever, listening to us. We have a really great message today. We sure do, Lynn. Today we're going to talk about waiting mothers. That's, gosh, that's a huge realm of different topics, I think. It sure is. You know, Mother's Day is the month of May. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people waiting. I haven't been through that. So, you know, I can't imagine the waiting and the wanting to be a mom and wondering if it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. I can tell you, I've I've been through that um, and it is it's very difficult. Jeanette, you have a wonderful story that I think you should share. And and I know there's other topics that, that I'm kind of letting Jeanette lead this today because her testimony is very powerful. She can relate a lot of this topic. And with Mother's Day right around the corner, I think this is just really appropriate. You know, I used to struggle in with Mother's Day because we, we would go to church on Mother's Day and I can't tell you how many times and I've talked to other people who, who this has happened to, they've experienced this, just got up and left crying. Oh. Because that, that longing to be a mother is there, mm-hmm. but it's not been fulfilled yet. And depending on where you are in your journey with the Lord, where where your walk is, if you're walking close to Him or, or you're walking from a, a far distance, impacts the way you wait. I think you what you're saying there is because... Our relationship with Christ, it provides peace. You know, while while we're sitting here longing for that child to come into our life in whatever manner that, that is planned, I think when our relationship is really good, we talked about that a little bit, then there's this peace that we have sometimes, not always, because we are fixers. We are human. Our human nature is... I want to go fix this myself. Right. We want to control the situation. Yes. And really, you know, that's kind of out of our control. But yeah, that that is what I'm saying, Lynn. And, you know, at that point in my life, we were waiting to adopt. So I had finally convinced my husband to adopt. And I know that sounds bad, but I think there was just a lot of insecurities and a lot of a lot of questions. You know, he was scared. I think there was a lot of fear. And it is a fearful thing. Anytime you're a parent, even if you're expecting to deliver your own child, for your first baby, there's a fear factor. Absolutely. Yes. You know, getting my husband over that fear factor. Most people have like nine months to get over that fear factor. Some people have two days to get over that fear factor. I mean, (laughs) it varies. But, you know, we know that fear is a liar. It comes from Satan. God tells us not to fear. Through this journey, we decided we were going to adopt. We went through the whole gamut of background checks and people coming into our home and interviewing our family and looking at our financial records and just talked to one mom and she said, you know, she said it's easier to get federal clearance than it is to adopt a child. That's crazy. I just want to encourage anybody, if you're in that process, do not give up. Just don't give up. Okay. So I want you to back up for me because I just heard your monitor go off. Let's remind the audience about your health and why you chose to adopt. So I, I've lived with type 1 diabetes for 40 years now. I know that's telling my age. <laughs> 
But anyway, (laughs) I've lived with type 1 diabetes for 40 years. You know, growing up, the doctor said, I got a mixed signal, a mixed message. You can, you can't, you can, you can't, you can, you can't, as far as getting pregnant. And then I married my husband, and it was kind of the same thing. We will, we won't, we will, we won't, we will, we won't. And Mm -hmm. finally, one day, I just had to say... I can't do this any longer. I can't do this back and forth. We either are or we're not. Yeah. And if we're not, then we have to make some hard decisions. And so we finally, I think, you know, he realized that that was a a huge struggle for me. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine. And so we decided we would go through the process. Okay. So how, when you decided to go through the process and you go through all this I'm just going to call it clearance checks because, you know, I've lived a military life now for 25 years. So all these clearance checks, and this is time consuming. At some point, do you decide, hey, okay, we just want like this age child or this age child. I don't know how any of that works. And I think any mother out there listening where when they have decided to adopt, they're like sitting there going, oh my gosh, Jeanette, I was there and I know. So that process of all those decisions, I I mean, the stress of it all, but some people will say, I don't care what age that child is. I just, I just want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we'll interview another one, another mom this month that that's kind of where she was. She just wanted to be a mom. Oh, my gosh. You know, having made that decision, it was very hard because Lynn touched on a good point. My husband and I had to be on the same page for the child that we would accept into our home. Now, that looks different for men and women. As a woman who cannot carry a child... I think you're way more flexible. Right. Uh, because that desire is so deep that you, you know, you hit on something a while ago, you just want a child. And so through this process of waiting, we were approached three times to take a newborn baby. Oh, wow. One was in the system and one was, two were outside of the system. And I struggled with the no because we didn't get any of the three children. And that was my husband's decision. Really? Now, I will say that after going through everything that we went through, those babies were not our babies. Those babies were not our babies. One of those babies was my friend's baby. (gasps) Oh, wow. She had diabetes the same as I did and really had the desire to be a mom. And we were able to hook her, connect her with that family. So that baby was meant for her. It was meant for her. And that's, you know, God has just blessed me so much because I still see that child and I see him growing up in a loving, loving environment. Oh. And that's... That's not the only time that's happened through this through this journey. Mm-hmm. I've been fortunate to see most of the children that we've been connected with that we didn't get to adopt go to someone I knew that was waiting. 
Wow. So when we finally got placement of our our little boy, he was 18 months old Mm -hmm. and just just cute. Curly blonde hair, blue eyes, just, I mean, just cute. And um, we fostered him for three years. So you didn't adopt, you fostered first. We fostered first. Okay. And that's really hard, but, you know, along the way, we were able to maintain a relationship with his mother. And she's a very big part of our life. That is fabulous. And I couldn't imagine, you know, her not being now. Yeah. And so I want to encourage people that are fearful of that, that want no contact. In all reality, a lot of times it is best for the child that you maintain some kind of contact. Okay. You know, my child still is able to communicate with his mother. Yeah. His biological mother. And I think that's awesome that you aren't keeping them apart. You know, ever how that happened, that that's come full circle. That's not always the case because... You know, some people can hold or harbor those, you know, ill feelings or something. But I would think that you being their mom and them being able to just at least know the person that brought them into the world. Mm -hmm. But now you're the person that is just giving them life also. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You know, another part of that too is I'm so thankful for her because I can't tell you how many times my oldest especially will get mad and he'll say, you're not my mom. Oh! And I'll I'll be like, no, but your real mom, she would tell you the same thing. And you can call and ask her. Mm. I think it's just worked out best for all of us. Nice. So you just said your oldest... My oldest lived with us for three years. We fostered him for three years. And then some things happened and he went to live for a year with his biological dad. Okay. And I will tell you, Leanne, that was the hardest year of my life. That waiting was excruciating. I can't imagine. Because you've already fallen in love with this child. Yes. Yes. Mm. And we knew he was not in a good place. But... Three weeks after he left, mom delivered another baby, um, another little boy. The mom of the boy that just went to... Yes. (gasps) And through having a relationship with her, we were able to adopt that child within a year. He was placed in our home when he was eight days old. Oh my gosh, that just brings chills. Like, Jeanette, that was God's plan the entire time. And she will tell you that as well. But with that, Lynn, you know, we had a toddler. Our oldest came to us. He was a toddler. And so we knew a little bit about kids, Mm -hmm. but we didn't know a squat about a new baby. (laughs) I don't think any new mother does. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, And I'll never forget, uh, we put him in the car. We took him to Walmart. We were in Walmart for 30 minutes. And we had blankets, bottles, diapers, wipies. Clothes, we had and formula, and we rushed out of the store because we didn't know when we were going to have to feed him again. I mean, everything was new to us. Everything. We didn't even know how to hold him. I'd held babies before because I had nieces and nephews, so I knew a little bit more than my husband, but not a lot. It's different when you're an aunt than when you're a mom. And now all of a sudden it's 24-7. 24-7. You're not saying, oh, yeah, here, I, I babysit for three hours. Here you go. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So 
But also there was a lot of, there was some struggles because I think when we got him, we were so scared he was going to be taken. There was a lot of fear that they would snatch him away just like they had the oldest one. And it, it was probably, it took us probably a good six months. And I remember someone said to me, you have got to bond with this baby. And thankfully they said that early on. But I didn't realize at the time because I was mourning the loss of my my child. Oh, Jeanette, see, I I didn't even really put that together until you just said that. I mean, I know that, that you fell in love with the oldest, and now the system says, no, we're going to let him go live with his biological dad. And then you get this newborn into your home, and while this is all happy and wonderful and blissful, you actually are in mourning because the first one is now gone. Yes. That's a lot to deal with. It was. And, you know, sometimes when you're you're going through stuff like that, you just do it. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think about it. It's not till you get through it. You look back and you're like, how did we ever make it? You know, because mm-hmm. we had we had a newborn baby. And not only that, we had a, an addicted newborn baby. And we had no idea. Oh, gosh. Thankfully, we knew a little bit. We knew that, you know, he was positive at birth, but that was it. We we didn't know anything else. And, you know, I'm thankful that we didn't in a way because we just did what we needed to do. Right. And I think that would have increased your fear factor. Yes. In that. Okay. Yes. And so we just did what we did. And we waited for a year. For a year. And I, I would sit up at night, in the middle of the night, and this is... You know, this is where my faith came in. And and I remember praying. First of all, I was very thankful to be part of a faith-based community and have people in my life, and we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. that was feeding me the Word. Yes. Because I could not have gotten through that without those people. But I also remember when you know, when God gives you something and you know that you know that you know, and you hear people say that all the time, but I knew that my oldest, he was mine. And I knew he was coming back, Lynn. Didn't know when. Didn't know how old he would be. Didn't know what shape he would be in. But I knew he was I knew he was coming back. Wow. And I would have people tell me, I sure hope so. And I would be like, no, I know. I know so. I think that seed that God planted is how you knew. You felt that. Yeah, and I knew I would... No matter what, I was his mother. I had mothered him for three years. I was his mother. He did come back after a year, and it was a very long year. And I remember the prompting of of God just to to pray for him sometimes. I would set up in the middle of the night, and I knew he would be in a very dark place, and I would just start praying. I would pray until I got peace from God, that he was okay. That went on for a year. We didn't sleep. We didn't sleep at all. Wow. We had a new baby. We were we were grieving. Just all kinds of things happening. That year was very very hard. Again, I can't imagine. After he left, I walked into church on a Mother's Day, and it hit me that mothers wait. They're called to wait. Whether they're waiting to have a baby, they're waiting to adopt a baby, they're waiting to be reunited with a child in heaven. Mm. Or you're being re- waiting to be reunited with your mom in heaven or your grandmother. You know, whoever was that mom figure to you. Yeah. 
or you're waiting for the prodigal, the addicted child to come home. And so mothers wait, and the only way that we can get through the wait is to pray and to have friends that are going to speak the word over you. Jeanette and I, in that first episode, we talked about our friends feeding us the word or feeding us the world. And when we're going through these trials in this, like Jeanette, in this waiting period, even what we're going through in that time of life, we want someone to pray with us, pray for us, pray over us. Because that prayer, guys, prayer is our direct phone line to God. It makes a difference in your life. I promise. It does, Lynn. It does. You know, God's word is filled with so many promises. And unless you have a relationship with him and are reading his word, because you find those promises in his word and We know that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I mean, Mm. He's there. He's with us. And who better to have on your side that can foresee the future? Amen to that. I mean, He knows what's coming at us. Yes. And so if He knows what's coming at us, we want Him on our side. We want to be connected with Him. We want Him as our best friend. Mm -hmm. But the Bible's filled with over 3,000 promises to believers. So you were going through this, because this is before you and I became friends. Yes. You had those friends that were praying with you and for you and over you. You had friends that were praying over you, with you, for you in church, and you reached out to them or maybe even family or, you know, whatever. But because you long to have that positive and that God-covering prayer, there's like this bubble that we long for of God's protective wings, if you will. We're always trying to, you know, we're fixers. Like, let's talk about Abraham and Sarah for a moment. Oh my gosh, what a story. What a hot mess. Yeah, good way to put it. <laughs> good way to put it. You know, they they wanted a child and God promised them, I'm going to give you one. And Abraham took things in his own hands and then got it all messed up. All messed up. Yeah. You know, Lynn and I were talking about that kind of before we started this recording. Abraham slept with Hagar, Mm -hmm. who was Sarah's handmaid. So she spent the most time with Sarah. She had to have a relationship with Sarah. Wow. Just think about that. Yeah. So now you're talking like, when we speak about mothers, we're talking about stepmoms also. Mm -hmm. It could be that I don't have children of my own and uh, maybe my husband and I are living here and we have these neighbors that have children and they're always in and out of my house. So maybe I'm that mother figure also to those children. Being a mom has many different hats. It does. And you don't have to be, you don't have to have someone physically deemed on paper as your child. Correct. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I also think that, like, I'm a stepmom, so it's been a lifelong struggle because while you made a great point, Sarah and Hagar, they had this friendship prior. And now all of a sudden, Abraham did what we would think is the worst thing you could ever do in a marriage. So she has to now look at that child and know that Abraham slept with Hagar, who probably was her best friend. Who knows? Could have been. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We know that they spent a lot of time together because she was her handmaid. And you know, you bring up another good point, Lynn. So many times we try to 
take things into our own hands. Like he did. Yes. Yeah. Even through this whole adoption process, I was always trying to take things into my own hands and make it work, make it happen. Mm -hmm. And in all reality, I didn't have that power. None of us do. Let me put it this way. We think we do. And what we're doing is our human fixing, which you and I know you got to let go of it. And you got to let God do it. That's right. Because just like we were saying a while ago, he's the only one that knows what's fixing to come at us. Yeah. The other thing we talked about is that enemy. The enemy is waiting to stir that pot. He's waiting to create more fear in your life. And also, you know, he knows that longing to be a mom. The enemy knows what you're going through as a mom. Like you talked about earlier, maybe that mom is waiting on their their child that's addicted to something and they just want them to be clean and sober and come home. You know, you think of the story of, um, oh gosh, what is it? Is it the prodigal son? Yes. And you know, that, that was a whole nother story in the Bible. But much like the addiction, I mean, this man had left and he's eating with the pigs You know, we see so many people that are addicted digging out of the trash can for something to eat. Good point. Yes, you're right. If you're listening and you you don't know a lot about the Bible, there's so many stories that relate to now. Yes. So basically what this guy did is this man's son, he left. He was like, no, I'm going to go do my own thing and ends up, like she said, you know, eating with the pigs and stuff. And then one day he decides he's coming home. Now he had a brother that stayed home and did all the things his dad asked him to do, was a great kid, according to the Bible. But when the father saw this son that had left and he was coming home, the father was so excited and just ran and grabbed hold of him and just embraced him like he had never left. And the son was probably thinking, you know, my dad's not gonna, he's not gonna want anything to do with me. I'm dirty, I stink, haven't had a bath, a shower. But his dad didn't do that. Well, and Lynn, you just described how Christ sees us. Now you're going to make me cry. So many of us are that prodigal. You know, so many of us feel dirty. We, we feel shame from, from our past and our experiences. You know, the devil tries to trick us saying, God won't take you the way you are, but he wants you exactly where you are. He will meet you where you are. Amen. Whether it's eating with the pigs, digging out of the dumpster, in the middle of an affair, he just wants you. Because he is the only one that can change you, take your heart, and turn it from black to red. God is the only one that can change you. He is. He is He is like this father. He is waiting on you to come home. And the change begins when you come home. Back to your story, you have this baby, you're waiting on the toddler to come back, and you are kind of in this same boat, but in just so many other different turns. What did you do? What's the end result? He came back. He came back. After one year, almost exactly one year. We prayed, we we prayed a lot. And I will say that was we struggled in so many ways, but God was so gracious that we didn't have to wait longer. I mean, we could have waited a lot longer, Yeah. but we didn't have to. And we kept praying and so many things were coming against us. You know, we had this new baby who was, who was addicted. 
And that in itself was, we had a lot of things to get through with that. We were both so, we were, we were bitter. Mm. We were bitter that he was taken. Mm-hmm. And that bitter and anger was very hard to release. And, you know, I don't think we did that fully until he was back with us for, oh gosh, two or three years. Wow. Wow, Jeanette. Because that was so incredibly hard to do through prayer and through really reading God's word. And faith. And faith faith was the only way we got through that whole process because it was hard on our marriage too. I'm sure. It It was. It was a struggle. But what a testimony. What a... What a struggle in so many ways. And instead of getting angry at God, which you might still have done that a few times. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the point is your faith and prayer and your husband there. You guys clung to the cross. You have your two babies. Mm -hmm. So he had that plan the whole time. He did. If you're listening And you just heard Jeanette's story, Jeanette's testimony. You know, every story has a different ending. Whatever God has planned for you, He will reveal it. You have to have faith. You have to have that relationship with Him. He will take you where you need to be. He will take you places you never knew. And by that, I mean Jeanette, they decided, her and her husband decided they wanted to adopt, never, ever thinking it was going to take this path and these curves and obstacles. So what I'm saying to you is all, all the mothers out there that whatever it is you're going through, it could be that, you know, you've lost your mom and she's in heaven and you long to see her. I long to see my grandmother. I miss her so much. And I will see her one day. Mm -hmm. I will run to her just like I run to God. But right now, just know you are not alone in what you're going through. And don't give up. I I could hear when when people would tell me they were praying. I knew just by the tone of their voice whether they really believed it could happen or not. And I made it up in my mind, and I think it was connected with the Holy Spirit, with, um, you know, I think God just put it in my heart. Nobody was going to tell me any differently, and that was my baby, and nobody was going to tell me any different. (laughs) You're a little stubborn, Jeanette. Well, maybe. (laughs) Hey, God made me that way. He already knows that. He knows I struggle in that area. I'm a control freak, too. (laughs) Which, if you're a mom, you understand you've had to give up a lot of your control issues. Yeah. I've had to change my, my mothering ways. That's that's a whole other story. But <laughs> <laughs> but it has it has helped my my relationship with both kids. So um, but I'm speaking of one in particular. Anyway, you know, I think we if you have children, if you listen to this and you have children, I hope some of this resonates that we're blessed in that God gave us the ability to have that mother instinct, whether it's a neighbor's child, whether it is adoption, giving birth, you know, whatever. I think that in Jeanette's situation, someone else gave birth to these babies. And so while she is the mother of those babies, the biological mother of those babies, 
Jeanette got these babies and became a mom. That is a God thing of how that circle just worked. It is. And, you know, she she told me one time, because we have a great relationship. And, I mean, I love her. Praise God. Like you would not believe. She is, we just consider her part of our family. Wow. I mean, she's part of our family. And uh, we're, we're going to interview her one day on this podcast. But she told me one time, probably the greatest gift she ever gave me and when she became a believer in Christ was that God had given her those babies, allowed her to have those babies for me. Jeanette, that's powerful. And um, that's very humbling. But you know, when we were going through all of that, we had some visits with her and she, she cared. You could see the love that she had. She just did not have that ability at that point to take care of him. And that is why God had this planned. That's why you and your husband said no to those first babies because those babies were meant for someone else and these babies were meant for you and your husband. Yes, and I treasure my boys. They're they're gift from God, even on the hardest days. The hardest days when I feel like a mom failure, you know, when I feel like I'm doing it all wrong. We've all felt like that. Um, you know, the great thing is we get to start it the next day new, mm-hmm. you know, with grace. And your kids are so funny. Oh my goodness gracious. She will send me pictures and they've played in the mud puddle and I'm just like, oh my gosh, take the water hose and squirt them down. That was my, oops, that was my country accent coming out just then. (laughs) Yep. Squirt them down, Jeanette goes. (laughs) If not, they leave muddy footprints and handprints all (laughs) through the house before you get them Yesterday, Jeanette was over and she went to leave and I walked her out and I looked at the front of her vehicle and somebody had taken, you know, like when I was a kid, I made mud pies, right? It was like so much fun. Well, (laughs) I think your kids took some mud and they smeared it along the front of her vehicle and the headlights. Everything matched, but it all matched in mud. It was hilarious. (laughs) And that's my life, you know. (laughs) That's my life. I'm glad I can laugh at it. I used to work in public health. Being a mom, I had to get over a lot of the public health things, like wash your hands before you eat. (laughs) Like, don't play in the mud in the bar ditch. I mean, all of these things, and I'll never forget the day that that happened. I mean... I just literally had to let it go and just say, God, you've got to, you've got to take care of him. Was the day that my son ate a bug. And my husband being, having worked for entomology, he said, it's going to be okay. That one won't hurt him. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, but the next one might. But anyway, (laughs) that's when you just have to pray and just let it go. You know, just give it to God. It just, oh my gosh. It's so good to be able to laugh. It is a struggle being a mom. There are many difficulties. But on Mother's Day, that's the day we just kind of let all that go away. I know on, I'll tell you right now that I have one child that's like, uh, Mom, Mother's Day, it's just a way for businesses to make money and restaurants to make money. It's not a real holiday. And I keep saying, one day... When you become a parent, you will have an absolutely different opinion on that. Because we kind of expect, not it's not that we expect anything special, 
but it's just kind of the acknowledgement of, okay, 365 days a year, seven days a week, I am trying to plan your clothing, your food, your safety, and all this stuff, and you do it from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. It is, I have explained to friends before, having a child is like having a backpack that you can never take off. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, it is. It changes your life. You hear that all the time. It's going to change your life. No, it's going to change everything. It does, but it changes it for the good. It does. It does. It because we're we're raising these tiny little humans or you're caring for these tiny little humans and they don't know squat. Yeah. But you know what you realize along the way? You don't either. Yeah. I mean, and so it's very eye-opening. It's an eye-opening experience. You're both learning as you go. There's some great, great things that come with being a parent. And I really, we are trying our best. Jeanette and I both have other jobs. So we're trying our best to get our website set up to where you guys can reach out to us. And, uh, you know, if you want prayer, that kind of thing, or you just want to talk to us because there's subjects that are very, very sensitive. There are subjects I know that are very sensitive. There are things we're all going through. We are not, we are not counselors. We're not therapists, nothing like that. We are just two country girls that want to share life struggles, but how we came through those struggles and where we are now with a relationship with God. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So if we can do anything through this podcast and you get anything from this podcast, we hope that you feel God's glory, God's blessing, and his word through us. That's all we that's all we want. And so we're going to end with a prayer. Love it. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. God, we just ask that you be with the waiting mothers, God. Just equip them for the wait, God. Just fill them with your spirit. Give them your words and your thoughts so that the waiting becomes easier, Lord. Father God, we just ask that you just go before those who are out there waiting to adopt, equip them, and guide and direct their journey. For the moms that are waiting for the prodigals to come back, Lord, we just um, we lift them up to you, God, knowing that you are the shepherd and that you're just that one sheep will come back to the flock. We just thank you for that, Lord. We just ask that you wait, you you be with those who are who are waiting, who are grieving as they wait to be reunited with their loved ones in heaven. And we just thank you and praise you, God, for your grace yes. and mercy. Just be with us as we go throughout our our day. Give us your strength and guidance always, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, and just want to take a minute and give a quick thank you and shout out to Angelia Simons Phillips for her artwork on our logo and also for our music to Laptop Randy. You guys helped us make all this happen and we love you guys. We will have another episode in a couple of weeks. All right, until then, we'll be riding around in a Ford truck.